Hello, and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. We are coming at you with a superhero that we're creating from anything the internet gives us, and sometimes it gives us weird stuff. So prepare for weird stuff. Uh, prepared with me are, of course, my very good friends Jade and Josh, who will help me, Dee McKnight, make a superhero. What up, guys? Um, I'm appreciating this level of preparedness that you're implying, which is definitely not the case. No, like, we haven't prepared anything. I, you know, sometimes it might seem like our, uh, our ideas are so good <laughs> that they just... That we've written them in a in a, bo- a room with uh, many, many other writers. But no, no. Li- dear listeners, it is all off the cuff, just improvised, brand spanking new ideas that just are good. People can do that, you know, sometimes. Are we going to have to put out a disclaimer at the start of every episode just to say, this is all off the cuff. <laughs> I, I, I know that I came up with an idea very close to after announcing the generator, but I assure you I did not think of it beforehand. <laughs> I know I was in fire. For, uh, yeah. In fire? On fire for the entire week. But it's, you know... It, it's it sounds fire. fully formed, but I don't have it on a whiteboard next to me, I assure you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, people will believe what they want to believe. If they believe that we spend the entire week coming up with uh, a very good superhero uh, and their powers and their story, then let them believe that. If they want to believe the truth, I'm just going to put that out there, the actual God's honest truth that we just invent it here and now uh, in one sweet, sweet take, then they can believe that too. We do have some stinkers though. Yeah, we... we... So, you know, that this one wasn't crazy good, which means that, you know, we can't have thought of it beforehand. Exactly. Why would we... Why would we be purposefully bad? <laughs> the conspiracy theorists among us just start scrolling away. It's, it's for believability. I swears. They're, they're making it all up. They've planned it all. It's like, nah. Uh, just like with every conspiracy theory on Earth, you're um, putting a lot of stock in very, very smart people when those kinds of people are pretty rare and probably don't have that much power hey let's move on yeah um, i think we've rambled about this long did enough did you know there's actually only one conspiracy theory that i do subscribe to and that is that dean never reads a single comic book yeah good, good <laughs> so, call. so let's see if that's true today dean try and tell me that you've read a comic book and i'll see if i believe you and please don't go off on a tangent about it i've read a comic book bullshit <laughs> sorry sorry please go ahead people will believe what they want to believe um but no um it was inspired by the Super Bowl a little bit because they had some uh, teasers for some HBO shows, which reminded me a particular comic is being made into an HBO show. So I had a little bit of a, a not a complete read through because I've read it before a few oh, times. Oh, I know what this is. Mm. I had a little flick through um, a little comic. You might have heard of it. It's called Watchmen. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's called Watchmen. No, it's no, by- I'm watting at the fact that they're what they're. Fucking digging this out of the grave again? They're doing a yep. sequel? Okay. Uh, it's got Jeremy Irons as old Ozymandias. Bye. Done. <laughs> they, well, there you go. Uh, heads up, Jeremy Irons is a terrible person. Uh, but these people <laughs> aren't terrible people. The writers of writers and artists of uh, the uh, Watchmen comic, writer, of course, Adam Moore, artist, of course, Dave Gibbons, and colorist, of course, John Higgins. And boy... John doesn't get enough credit for this comic because the colors are actually really, really pretty and beautiful. And he captures like that New York at night noir 
vibe just like perfectly. Not enough credit. Um, but of course, Watchmen. You, you've probably all seen, uh, seen or read Watchmen. It's about uh, a serial killer taking out old superheroes and people are trying to track down who's doing it. Uh, but in this universe, it's uh, a di- uh, an alternate universe because Dr. Manhattan exists, who's this uh, godlike figure who can pretty much do anything. Uh, the the big blue guy with the atom symbol on his head you might have seen around. And yeah, it's 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 iconic for a reason. It still holds up like 20, 30 years on. And it's, it's, it's just works as a, a, a piece of comic literature so very well. And... You know, there's nothing I can tremendously add that every other review or back of the book quote can, uh, you know, advance upon. But just like there's some um, cultural uh, friction, I guess, reading it nowadays. Like if there's a lady in the comic, then they're going to have a bad time, uh, which is a shame because Silk, Silk Spectre is like, fe- like even in, even in the Zack Snyder film, she does some pretty badass stuff, but... She's 16, and she's seeing Dr. Manhattan, who's... Anyway, but I, I do I do enjoy Watchmen. Uh, that stuff aside, it's got, like, a super, super tightly written story that sort of makes you um, sort of ponder about the, the facets of power and, you know, about doing the right thing in the wrong way or the wrong thing in the right way. It, it holds up, and if you're um, into your superheroes, then you don't need me to tell tell you that you should probably get on this. And that's all I'll say about Watchmen. I've I'm I'm just happy I, it took sixty episodes for us to recommend it. <laughs> I I will add that when I say digging up, you know, a, an old thing, I mean that in the nicest possible way. I do like Watchmen. Mm. I just think that. There's too many adaptations that are just like, hmm, what old thing can we just dig up now that people have forgotten about for a few years? You know, yeah. it's it's a very good story. It's got some horrible shit in it, though. I like that you mentioned young Silk Spectre, but not a warning about old Silk Spectre. Yikes. Yes, there's some hella yikes in that book. Um, yeah, yeah, just a heads up. There's some yikes in the book. Um, yes. Um, but no, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, comic. I just, I just wish more adaptation. Oh, well, not adaptations. I just wish more TV shows. Were like, let's do something new, please. I, it's it's HBO, man. Mm. Oh, they can do actually, what they want. that reminds me. I think we had this just briefly touching on this. I think you and I, Josh, argued about this before that you mm-hmm. prefer the way the film ends, and I prefer the way the book ends. <sighs> When do we talk about? It? Was it on it here? It was probably no. I think it was. It was a long time ago. If it was a long time ago, I probably still liked Watchmen. I don't like Watchmen anymore. Oh okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> the old lips are over here being all hipster about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then what have you been reading, Josh? Uh, well, not to be. I'm not being a hipster about it. Um, <laughs> here no, he for goes the, for, for my recommendation. Um, as you well know. I'm a big fan of eccentric misfit teams run by eccentric billionaires. The Doom Patrol is my favourite team. They run. I think I know exactly what you're going to recommend because it's a TV adaptation. No, it's not because, Jade, thank you. But whilst I have been watching Netflix's adaptation of The Umbrella Academy... Oh, dang, I'm wrong. (laughs) I have also, in my hands this very moment, I also have The Umbrella Academy, written by Gerard Way, 
with art by Gabriel Barr, uh, colours by Dave Stewart, and letters by Nate P- uh, Picos. Oh, so, God, I was right. I was right. What? <laughs> Jay was right. At which bit? I, was, I, I thought you were going to say Umbrella Academy. Oh, I thought you were I thought. I thought you thought that I was going to be doing a Dean and only talking about the TV show. No, I wouldn't wouldn't ever suggest that you'd pull a Dean. (laughs) No, you and I are better than that. Hey, 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 if if Josh is going to talk about the TV show, that's perfectly acceptable as a comics-inspired media. We've we've interrupted you enough. Go on. I mean, I'm going to slightly talk about the TV show, if only because the source material takes it on a completely different level, really. So the Umbrella Academy are, to put it into thing, one day... 43 women at the start of the day who weren't pregnant at the end of the day gave birth to 43 children. Eccentric billionaire Reginald Hargreaves has now adopted seven of these children as his own and has kind of made them into his own little super-powered fighting force. Fast Mm -hmm. forward a set number of years, it changes depending on the source material and the TV show, Um, and this once altogether fighting bunch of kids are now this scattered family. And mm-hmm. Reginald's dead, and now they've all come back together. And it kind of deals with the fallout of like how they were treated when they were kids, and that kind of thing. So yeah. the TV series very much leans into the themes of family and trauma. Um, it really doesn't lean back into how comic booky it is, really. Hmm. Um, for example, the opening page of The Umbrella Academy opens up with a... Let me just get it so I can get it properly. Ah, oh, yes. It's a man knocking out a giant space kraken in a wrestling ring with a people's elbow. Sorry, an atomic flying elbow. Aha. Uh-huh. I didn't Which, think it got that weird. Well, that's the thing. The The comic is, um, for example, in the TV show, the first time that we see all the kids working together and fighting crime, it's the BBRP favourite, the bank job. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, whilst the comic has them fighting a version of the Eiffel Tower that's been brought to life by a zombified version of its creator. Ha. Huh. Okay. Right. So yeah. Sure. No, it's a lot of fun. Um all the powers are really fun. Um I think I've I mentioned it to you off air when I tried to recommend the series to you that there's some really interesting powers at play. So there's hmm. some that I think probably sound like something that we'd think of. Um so there's the rumour who pretty much any lie that she tells if she starts it with oh i heard that you then it comes to life and it kind of warps reality in that way mm. yeah that's cool um there's a guy called the seance who can talk to the dead but only when he's sober and barefoot <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing so he must be constantly mm. drunk he is constantly drunk. oh yeah but also because you know seeing the dead it kind of plays a bit of havoc on your mind mm. yeah but no, it's it's a rip-roaring ride. Uh, the TV series is kind of a slow burn. It plays it a bit more realistic and a bit more grounded. But I enjoy it. The comic book is goofy comic book loveliness, which I always adore. So yes, The Umbrella Academy. It reminds me of when Gerard Way went to uh, Thought Bubble uh, about two years ago. Mm. And that cue was uh, an interesting old cue, let me tell you. <laughs> and now you get articles like, who is Gerard Way? Like, don't you, don't you come at me with your archaeological bullshit, Jade? What have you been reading before oh, well, I go off? Speaking of archaeological bullshit, Ooh. um, I've been reading Yu-Gi-Oh by Kazuki Takahashi. 
No, you're not recommending Yu-Gi-Oh, are you? I am. No, listen, you'll understand why. Um, Because I got the Shonen Jump app. Um, Mm. I've just been making my way back through, you know, some Shonen series, new ones, old ones, um, and Yu-Gi-Oh caught my eye. And I remembered that um, I I picked up a random volume um, back in school and it like... It's such whiplash reading the original <laughs> series. Yeah. Um, let, let me let me give you the spiel. Uh, so for those who do not, for some reason, know about Yu-Gi-Oh. Where you been? <laughs> Yugi completes a puzzle that's given to him by his grandfather, which releases the soul of a pharaoh, stay with me, that possesses him whenever he's bullied or hurt and punishes his bullies with weird and clever shadow games. Hmm. Now, the the manga that I'm reading, this is basically known as season zero to people who are fans of the tv series because we got what's called season one here which is actually kind of the start of like the card game portion which then just like dominated the the franchise but the original manga was actually not to do with card games at all um the series actually begins with like these really dark funny to me but violent (laughs) games that the pharaoh just comes up with um, like completely on the fly. So like one is just a bullshit uh, stabbing game where you have a pile of money on your hand. I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only one I remember. <laughs> and like the, the twist of that is like the greed makes your grip on your knife so so strong that you can't control it anymore and you stab into your hand. It's just dumb. Um, and the most recent chapter I read was about playing table hockey with a bomb that's in an ice puck on a giant grilling table. Mm. Yu-Gi-Oh, everybody. I mean, yeah. to be fair, air hockey is a dangerous sport at the best of times. <laughs> yes, is, I almost yeah. died. I almost died, Josh. <laughs> you did. Uh, for context, uh, we were out playing air hockey and the puck flew off the table and I was standing sort of to the corner of that table, but I still got it, got it right in the fucking eyebrow. Folks, stand back. Stand back from the table when... Uh, air hockey is on the go. Dean almost God died sake. in a shadow game. So imagine um, if this was like a real shadow game, that could have been a bomb and Dean <laughs> wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Je- Jesus. What, what crime did you commit, Dean, to be judged <laughs> by the Pharaoh? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so you know, it's bizarre. Um, but the reason I thought it would be a good thing to read, like, relating to BBRP is, like, it frames the pharaoh's punishments as yes twisted but like justice because <laughs> like even it, it's such a bizarre seems to be the only word i can use to describe this series because like it has a very cartoonish art style as well compared to like a lot of jump series yeah which can be jarring because of this really hyper violent stuff um except for the bullies who all look like they come from so- some sort of cromati jojo hybrid <laughs> Oh god, muscles are muscles. Yeah, so like you've got Yugi, this tiny shrimp with huge hair, who's got huge eyes, who's really cute, and then you know fucking Jojo, ask, mm. like demanding two hundred thousand yen to to play a card game or whatever. You know, it, it just get it gets so out there, and it's just really fun but harsh justice fiction. Well, justice is uh very apt for this particular podcast. So good recommendation. And good recommendation from everyone else. Speaking of everyone else, Josh, I believe you have a little generator for us to build a superhero from. I do come to you today with a generator. Um, it ties into something that was mentioned last week. Ooh. Does it now? It somewhat does. 
Um, there was a place that we've mentioned this week to kind of to keep on trying to like tie into things. Mm-hmm. Adaptations, it's like a TV show mm-hmm. and then a comic. Maybe mm-hmm. a manga and a video game. The video game aspect I'm interested in. So I come to you today to say, what is your Keyblade? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I need this because I need to do a Keysona. <laughs> What's so, a Keysona? Well, let, let's start this up first. What is a Keyblade? Um, for those uninitiated, it's the weapon of choice for many of the characters in the Kingdom Hearts series, the Disney Square Enix crossover that we mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a large key. So, That's it. You, uh, you, you use it to like bat enemies. Like it's it's not sharp. We have to like point this out. It's not a sharp are, weapon. Some yeah, of them are because you can get different forms, which brings mm-hmm. us into where we are today. Aha. Uh-huh. So this is a very simple. I add in your name, and then we get a diagnosis. Okay. A, di- a diagnosis. It just says sure. it just says enter your name for diagnosis. So I'm just going with it. Uh, who would like to go first? Oh Jade. me me me. Jade. Diagnose Jade with a keyblade, please. <laughs> your key- doctor. Your keyblade is the warrior's science. The, the warrior's science. Yes. Um, yes. Sh- strengthened by Jade Sarson's hopes. Element, darkness. <laughs> of course. Uh, that's a, that's got, a villain's blade. Oh, yeah, darkness. Darkness, War- darkness Warrior's darkness. science. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean? Yes? Let's see how you're doing. How am I doing? Dean's keyblade is ambitious innocence. Ooh, that's Strength- a good one. Strengthened by the resolve to fight on. Your element is light. Would you also like to know what all of your uh, keychains are? <laughs> Go on. Jade, yours was a pumpkin. <gasps> Perfect. Dean, y- you are a flower petal. Uh, okay. I guess. I mean, it- it's it's innocence, so I'll, mm. I'll let it slide. So how are we feeling? Oh, uh, what about you? Yeah. Uh, we haven't got more yet. My keyblade is the Rose Wishes. Equipped with a dragon keychain. <clears throat> what? Strengthened by defying one's destiny. My element is gravity. Wait, what was the name again? Rose Wishes. So another Rose floral wishes. one. See, I like I like Rose Wishes, man. Mm. We could go all magical girl with that. Mm. Rose. Let's, let, okay, what are we all feeling? Warrior science sounds too generic. Like, but you say that, but it's all about like distilling what it makes what what makes a, a good warrior and like bringing it down to a science to basic mm. equations and elements it's like the gun cutter times a million right i don't know what that means you know the gun cutter from equilibrium nope it's a, is it attacking with martial arts but with guns yeah but like in in the fiction of the film they say like oh we've analyzed thousands of gunfights and we've we teach these cutters in in order to to put you in the position for the maximum most uh damage with the uh, maximum most evasion from gunfire, putting uh-huh. yourself where the bullets aren't, you know, that kind of shit. That's right. what I'm talking about. Okay, yes, you make a good point then, but doesn't sound as good as Rose Wishes. <laughs> now, here's the danger with Rose Wishes. There's a very popular TV show, very, very popular cartoon Go called on. Steven Universe, where there's a, a major character called Rose. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Can't step on any toes for Rose. You know, like, there can be more than one person with that name. Ooh, if fiction's taught me anything, you can't have multiple <laughs> people with the same name. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've watched SU, but Rose doesn't have anything to do with wishes. Yeah. Or dragons that... or gravity. Mm-hmm. Then let's go. Rose, <laughs> Rose wishes. What are we doing? 
I like every time they grant a wish, a, a flower blooms, and inside the flower, there's a dragon. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, Easy. Maybe not that. Every time they grant a wish, can they grant wishes, or is it just like a different kind of power? You know what? You know what? My brain is conjuring lots of ideas for warrior science now that you've started <laughs> me on the tangent. And do I, you want to go I, back to warrior science? I'm coming let's go to warrior science blank. for a bit. Yeah, let's do it then. Because okay. I, I like the idea of someone um, who's a bit kind of Midoriya esque in like you know having loads of notes that they uh, an, an analysis before before doing any fights. Hmm. You know, like they consider all the strategy in the moment before and after. They they are just constantly studying being a warrior, but also trying to be a warrior at the same time. Yeah. Now, what we have to decide is with Midoriya, uh, they don't have any powers to do with their analysis. They're just doing it like on a human level. But do we want to go superhuman? How analytical do we want to go? What if they had a book? Cool. I got a book too. Well, like That's a book, or like for some reason I'm thinking of like speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh, the trading card aspect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So some sort of channeling powers through a book. Oh, but, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So you mean cool. like they'd they'd pick like warrior moves from a book and be like, I'm going to channel this today. Yeah. And be this kind of warrior. And maybe the maybe all of the science could start at really like base level. Mm. And it's only through progressing the science of it that they learn to become better at certain things. Mm. Okay. So you're not you're not going like full Matrix in that you can't just like download all the pages of the book yeah, 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 and yeah. just suddenly be you, an you can't just warrior. You can't just know Kung Fu. Yeah. No, that's unrealistic. Mm. <laughs> but so, you can, so you can read they, a book. Yes. How do they get this book? Um, ooh, they, Is it a card captors thing where they just find it in a library? <laughs> <laughs> and the powers were set free, and now they've got to try and collect all of the powers. Card captors, a mystic adventure. Yeah. No, well, hmm, maybe. I don't. I don't. I kind of don't want a mentor. I want them to be just the book's the mentor. And I don't mean that in like a weird living book kind of way. I want the book to be almost like a character in itself old and kind of mangy and some pages are going to be slightly more worn than other pages for potential plot reasons okay but um they how they find it maybe maybe it's sort of blessed to them you know maybe a fortuitous circumstance not unlike floating down a river but not actually because like it's a book it's a book yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna get wet but maybe something similar to that maybe they find it on a subway train Maybe they find it. Uh, it falls out of a tree. Maybe it's <laughs> a oh, book falling out okay. of a tree is very dangerous. How about they go to one of those book exchanges you find by the side of the road? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like you know those little um, library book, yeah, 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 like the wheelie things, and that it's just outside of a sh- like a secondhand shop or something with all the fifty p books. It's like uh, there's a couple of places down where I live where people have filled up old phone boxes with books. Yeah, I love those. And you basically just like like take a book, take back a book, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Are we so gonna some... make another are we gonna make another rural village superhero again? Maybe, maybe. Let him finish. Maybe, yeah, let's we'll think into it. But like I mean they could have these anywhere, really. Mm. <gasps> right. If we have like a rural village kid, then like they they got this book 
It's like the most excitement they've, they've ever seen in their fucking life. And they read it and they think they can go and solve crime in the big city. And when they're old enough, they pack, that, pack their bags and move in order to sort of make their name uh, crime fine. But, you know, t- to be frank, uh, you, you studied it all from a book. And, you know, book smarts ain't the same as like real world smarts, kid. You're just going to get beat up. But where does that take us? Yeah, because <laughs> like, we, like... we were talking about channeling the powers of the book. Oh, okay. As so we well. are going almost magical girl-esque, mm. but with a book. I like I like what you mentioned about not having like a mentor that explains the book mm. a la like Kira Barris. I, I think that's really important because... As much mm. as I would like a Kira's Corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Warrior Corner. <laughs> the book itself can smoke a little pipe and have it all. No, pairs. no, 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 no. I'm saying the book, like, there's no cute side character. There's no, no, no old no. wise. O- occasionally, it coughs out pages. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off! No, <laughs> I'm saying like the the science part of the name is a key part of this character in that they are as much like studying it. So like, perhaps yeah. it's not all in the same language. Like, we mm. don't know if it was all written by the same person or by different people. It turns out the science is linguistic science. <laughs> I mean, that is in itself science, but like, there's there's going to be lots of things to to the the science of being a warrior. There's going to be you know, um, not just learning moves and and how to move. There's going to be learning about your body and weak points. There's going to be learning about um, healing and avoiding injury. Mm. You know, and uh, understanding your opponents, the art of war, strategy. I'm I'm saying there's like lots of different aspects that could be a part of this book, and whoever finds it, they'll they'll have like a passion for figuring it all out. But they won't be able to just instantly, you know, download kung fu. No downloading kung fu. Can I add a potential character to this uh, mm-hmm. story? So, um, I mean, that, that that's funny considering we haven't even. <laughs> Figured Start. out our main character. But At the moment, on. our main character is a silhouette holding a book that yes. has a funny face on it. That's <laughs> it so far. Well, we we have the the broad strokes of them being a country lad, a kid, sure, um, picking up the book from a phone box, etc., etc. But no, let's break it down even further. What is science? The scientific method is all about having a, a hypothesis, testing it, and then having others. Repeat the experiment. Oh, that's good. That's good. Maybe we need uh, another character to come and ex- broaden his scientific knowledge. And by scientific, I mean of the method instead of just like boiling chemicals and whatnot. Another character to come and say like, hey, you're doing some good analysis on this book, but might I suggest these forms of analysis and maybe actually testing them and drawing some conclusions instead of just trying and failing or trying and succeeding and just living with that you know it's all about the testing aspect so you're saying this is someone who is trying to convince our hero to do things multiple different ways and then repeat that yes i think so almost like a science teacher or like a someone who's actually into like chemistry or physics you know Mm. i think we're still being too vague about how this book works. I think we need to narrow it down. Maybe it's supercharged learning. It's a bit of A and it's a bit of B. It's a bit of Dean and it's a bit of Josh. You have to read this book in order to gain its powers. Mm-hmm. But once once you read it, you do gain 
like some not terribly superhuman abilities but like the information and the actions that the books describe sort of gets put into your brain and into your muscles a little bit do you understand what i'm saying kind of isn't that how normal knowledge and practice works <laughs> but this is magic <laughs> it's a little magical it's a little just a little bit here's here's what could be special about the book maybe the book can be added to and let's say you add to the book oh to perform this move you need to hold out your hand and you know in a in a fist but then when you write that in the book it will sort of cause your body to have the muscle memory of doing that right yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not 100% on this you're not feeling it it's not it's not everything you're saying sounds like something you could do with a regular book no, you can't have you can't have muscle memory imbued into your body from a book. Okay, sorry. Yes, that that very last point is not something mm. you could do with a regular book. Sorry. Um... They read the book. They get a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more physical output. Okay, I'm just going to come out and say it then. It's kind of boring. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? I have an idea that could potentially make it a bit more interesting. Um, perhaps this character can only learn portions of the book at one, uh, kind, of, kind of like a rogue situation, like they can only have one power at once. So perhaps they, you know, put a lot of effort into studying a particular form, mm-hmm. like movement or, or fighting style or whatever. And then they go to learn another one and it kind of write, overwrites their knowledge. Yeah, I get you. So maybe oh. this is a book that overwrites your previous knowledge. So it kind of has your thing of like it changes your muscle memory. Mm-hmm. But it gets rid of what you previously knew. This is where the science comes in. Mm-hmm. The book, it only has like maybe four or five pages worth of information. And this is like a 200 page book. Right. Maybe this character. It's, it's like every notebook anyone's ever bought. It has four pages of stuff <laughs> written in it and the rest of it is empty. Excellent. We, we've all done it. Maybe there's like five pages of like detailed knowledge on some basic martial arts, but they're they're highly specialized forms. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're not ideal for a multitude of situations, especially in the modern world where there's you know firearms and uh, architecture is a lot more different, and there's cars and roads and stuff. So, what if the science part is the character taking these five styles? and like blending them together in different ways, writing it down in the book, you've got a little bit of trial and error, hypothesis conclusion going on. Well, well, what, what, what are you thinking, Jane? I don't know how you got to that from what I just said. Well, like, you read the book. Yeah. And like, like you mentioned, you're, you read Kung Fu A, you get Kung Fu A. Yeah. Then you read Kung Fu B, you get Kung Fu B, but you forget. But I Kung just Fu said a. That, that they overwrite every time they re- learn like a new. Yeah, exactly. But it's not about combining them at the same time. It's about the character writing it down in the book, right? Them writing down, okay, I've made a new style. It's called Combat AB. Oh. Yeah, there you go. And they have to write the details in the book for them to learn it when they're in a. A battle situation. Would a good way of working this be, like, say the book has a page on sewing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get the power of sewing. You're amazing at it. Yes. Yes. 
but then you need a new there's a situation that requires that you don't need sewing anymore so you read the page on fishing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you get the power of super fishing but then what you do is that you write down your own page and what you get is some bizarre combination of the two where using a fishing line you manage to sew that's that that's this is what i'm trying to say this you, is... you didn't really say it too well with Kung Fu A and Kung Fu B because they're the yeah. same thing. But if you're doing different situational things, what we mm. could do is that the first five pages of this book have been written by five individual people. Mm-hmm. And what it is actually up to the person next up to do is to take it upon themselves and make their own style. Mm. Oh my god. Have what, we... what, what is science if not doing things that people haven't done yet? Yeah, Boom. and trial and error like you said, Dean. Yeah. There we go. I had an idea, Josh explained it in a better way than I did. (laughs) Yes, this is far more interesting. So basically, I'm picturing um, them being in a a hero situation, because we seem to have forgotten about them being a hero. Mm -hmm. They're superheroes, they are superheroes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So they're going to be like frantically flipping through their notes Mm -hmm. to to, like find the one that they wrote down for for one moveset and learn it, try and apply it and figure out it's not working, go to the other moveset, try and use that, and then they're frantically writing notes on how to combine the two. <laughs> Imagine this book with, like, hundreds of bookmarks and, like, post-its in it, like, them trying to flip through it mm. in, like, a battle situation, like, oh, no, they've got guns. I didn't realize they would. I need combat evasion. There it what, is. What was... What was th- there's been, like, some series where... Oh, I'm trying to think where where characters have to they have like that very cinematic moment where they have to uh they have like a magical book or magical paper or magical pen whatever and they have to write down the thing they want and then read it out for it to come alive or become real. Are you thinking about lots of magic stuff? Yeah. Like it it has that kind of vibe to it where it's a ho- like it's a ritualistic kind of thing. Hmm. Like they can't just know the page exists. They have to go to the specific page, read it, possibly aloud, <laughs> in order to like for their body to kind of go swing. Okay, I have these powers now. Okay, cool. We are balls deep into this episode, and we've got the power down. Sorry. <laughs> it's, hey, man. Like as as I always say, this is the creative process. Mm. This is a difficult one to work through, but I think we got an interesting one. Now we got here. I think you had a very nice, simple idea way early on that this is a kid who finds this book. Maybe, maybe not a kid, like a teen. Um, yeah. Who finds it and decides, well, I can do this cool stuff now. Time to go to the big city. Yeah, I think we can keep the narrative fairly simple. Yeah. Um, because like the the um enjoyment from the comic will be from the different ways these powers combined, mm. like. Josh, Josh had an interesting one with his uh, sewing fishing. So sewing fishing's really good. Can't you yeah. imagine? Like, okay, set the scene. We're at the bank job. There's like five. <laughs> there's five people. They've all got their guns and stuff. Along comes fly fisherman. Fly fisherman gets their little fly fish going, spinning their rod around. They like put their rod out. The line goes out because of the fact that this fishing rod is now magical. Um, because it has to for the sake of this to work. Yeah. The line will sew together these five criminals and it'll just sew all of their just clothes right up together and they'll basically co- form into a big old bundle of just criminals angry and sewn together okay <laughs> you you can take 
writing lead on this one. <laughs> I'll be the guy in the in the writers' room coming out with uh sort of the more important ideas of the characters and um the the settings and villains. Um, I mean, I, I can give you a villain. Go on. The person who left the book. Very good. Very good. Why? Why are they a villain? They've they've left the book because of villainous things. They had to hide their powers. They had to lay low from a, another massive hero. They stuck their book in the book exchange. The book goes missing. And what what do you know? The kid's gone off to the big city. Well, now I'm going to be pissed. I have to go to the big city to go get my book book back. Oh, and there's like a, a shot of them like on a hill overlooking the city, and they're like silhouetted and their their coats bellowy and all all sorts. Okay. Fine, Joshua Randall, Jane Sarson presents <laughs> Warrior Science. I've I mean, just been sat here for that whole exchange trying to think of two things to combine. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, it's it's like your simple Jackie Chan situation. Uh, maybe there's a chapter on folding clothes, but there's also a chapter on the art of capoeira. You know, <laughs> the, wait a the second. Br- so I don't think we've touched on it at all. So this, I don't think this book should be a normal book like those five pages or something is this book just like someone's random like make your best home book and someone's doodled in it using their magic quill and somehow they've managed to combine all of these random aspects into some sort of superpower (laughs) oh my god hold on hold on oh this would have a very good like early arc if it was just a homemaker book yeah you know like if it was all about sewing and cleaning and tidying um, and this kid is like, they've scrawled on the front, like, warrior science. And they're like cradling it and taking it to school. And the others are making fun of them because they're like, no, this is my my warrior science. I'm going to learn, you know, sewing kata. Oh, my God. And the other kids kata. are like, fuck off. <laughs> uh, this has taken a, a, a 25th turn, this, uh, this book power. Holy shit. So is it now that the book's magical, or have they picked up the book from the book exchange and it's got like a magic pen inside it, or is the book no no magical? I think I think they it's the, the same exchange. yeah I think it's still the same plot like the the villain um maybe maybe the villain just had this homemaker book but they they their notes are what's magical about it hmm. and so like for some reason this kid can also add magical notes like maybe maybe the science of it is that this kid is the only one like the the villain must have put it in a book exchange not only to lose it but because they knew that no one else could use it the same way they did so they were surprised that this kid suddenly figured out how to use it oh now we have to do like a whole arc like about them about why they can use the book now it, it could kind of be like what we're kind of doing is the whole kind of shazam captain marvel kind of origin mm. type thing so they've both got the exact, pretty much the exact same power set, but they've each used it for different things. One of them's got it; the other one's not happy about it. Yeah. Okay. That that's fine. As long as long as we can keep the the core nice and simple. Boy finds book. Boy combines magical book pages. Boy learns martial arts and thinks they can become a superhero. Except it's martial arts in the form of um, homemaking, which leads me to an excellent idea I finally had. Thank you, brain. At this the final hour um one of my ideas was for there to be like a conmari page just like fucking how to tidy up and the kid takes it as like a literal how to tidy up a fucking fight hostage situation but they literally like compartmentalize and strategize a fight scene so that <laughs> the villain's like 
just picture all these robbers just being crammed into spaces. Oh my god, like and literally put into like trash and dumpsters and stuff like that. Not only that, no, just like where there's like a cupboard or something, the the villain being neatly folded, like their arms are folded over, their legs are folded up so that they're very cube-like, and then they're just slotted in the cupboard, the cupboard's closed, and the kid's like, dust off my hands. Ma- right. That's better. But war- warrior science, why, why are you doing it? This brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> that That's how they discover their powers. That's like the the first, like display from warrior science i'm calling it right now what they're 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 tidying up and they're like i wish i could like throw these villains in the trash brings brings up memories of that that page in the book they had just read ah scabbardy scabadoo i mean like there's always drunk people in villages right they they can move to the city i like the idea of moving them to the city Mm. i think um this can also have like um a fun you remember, you remember the thing about them like forgetting parts, a la, a la Rome. Mm, yeah. So, like, maybe they have like a roommate in the big city, and the roommate is constantly surprised and confused that this this young lad. I think I think it being a boy is a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, this young lad is suddenly like they've done perfect feng shui on on the flat, and everything is super neat and tidy. <laughs> And then suddenly they can't organize shoes to save their life. <laughs> oh wow, they just repaired all my socks. Why can't they hang clothes up? Why are they just <laughs> everywhere? What what's happened is that their friend comes back and like their entire like apartment is just amazing. You know, the energies are just flowing. Yeah. And they just see them sat there, just stood there at the sink, and they just stood there just looking at their hands. And they're like, What are you doing, boy? And it's like I don't know how to wash up. (laughs) (laughs) And then for some reason, they just go and pick up a book like, mate, why do you need a book to know how to, let me just show you. And then that'll be a whole friendship arc Mm. thing. Oh, oh, okay. About the importance of teaching boys how to (laughs) fucking clean up after themselves. Boom. We we got a moral. We got a moral right there. And like, because like the boy has learned all these new techniques, they can write it in the book and that'll expand their knowledge. Yes. Exactly. The science part, you know, um, cooking plus washing up equals preparing dinner, um, you know? Oh, you you like, tried, Dean. <laughs> it was a good try. It's it's tricky. It's tricky. Like, <laughs> um, Or combine, uh, making bed plus tidying room equals having a clean bedroom. How, how, does that, how does that go into super Yeah, Dean, that's... No, see, when you said, t- like, making a bed, I thought you were going to talk about, like, how you could use fucking duvet adjusting technique to fucking trap villains. I mean, you you could. I mean, if you've got, like, a bat... Like, the... Not bag. Fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> the duvet cover. Put your hands in the top corners and then just put, pull it inside out. Yeah. <laughs> right side in and just bag up those... Bag up those criminals. Yeah. Just, just bag them up. Just bag them up. <laughs> bag them up. Maybe there's a point where they're copying excerpts from other books into the the Warrior Science book, and like that's how they learn more information. That could be like an evil arc where they're trying to like force the book into learning other stuff instead of experimenting. Ah, they're just like plagiarizing. Mm. Maybe maybe they could try and write something in there about like swordplay or something, and it's just like no, this doesn't work. Yeah. This is not how you make a good home. Now hmm. I can't teach you fencing. Child. Does that mean? Does that mean this villain is some sort of Stepford-esque? 
<laughs> like 50s homemaker type. Well, why don't we let the listeners decide? No, we can go a bit longer. <laughs> have we got a costume in mind? Oh, yeah. Uh, do they have a literal keyblade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Aww. The no. key to a good home. No, I'll tell you what it is then. Um, this this book, this homemaker book, is uh, bound in the style of... I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, um, there used to be a lot of those electronic journals that had like a lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it could have like a plastic lock on it and it has a cheesy little key and that'll be the keyblade design from the Just, re- just remember the villains using this book as well. Yeah. You, you, you happy with your, your villain... Having like a little Polly Pocket lock on their home egg book. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to argue because you're the artist, so you. And they're they're the magical villain who's trying to keep their secrets. Maybe the Stepford wife is literally a Stepford wife. Then you know, maybe it's it's someone a little bit more feminine. In... Oh no no, actually what? maybe. Wait, weren't the Stepford wives robots, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, yes, they were. Uh, they Can were in they the film, but they're, they're not. In the <laughs> Can book. they be a robot? Can they just be a robot? How how would they learn from a book if they're a robot? <laughs> Explain. Complicated. That's for the listeners to decide. There you go. <laughs> you can't both pull that shit. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. Like, create a plot point in the last second and avoiding it by pawning it off on you guys. If you want to help support us, and I understand if you wouldn't right now because we've put a lot of responsibility on you, then you just listen to Josh and he'll tell you how you can write a little review. I mean, first off. I think this is quite a good example of how we don't prepare before the episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've just had... Hold on, hold on. Everyone hold everything. Hold everything before you before you do links and all that. I've just thought of a perfect... Just something perfect. Yeah, you're kind of fine, but I'll allow it. Thank you. Okay, just bear with me. This villain is actually, you know, a, a 50s... Um, picture a guy with coiffed hair, you know, smoking a, a old-fashioned pipe mm-hmm. uh, and a, a sweater vest. Very, very high-waisted, 50s trousers, slippers. Um, and he is ashamed of the book <gasps> because everyone around him is like, sure, you're strong, but you're doing it with all this this sissy stuff. What man cleans up after himself? Oh, dang, it's a commentary on masculinity in the house. And so he gets rid of the book and he's angry because, yeah, he can still use his powers, but he got rid of the book because he's ashamed of how he got them. But maybe now in the year of our Lord 2019, because like things are starting to change and people are getting a little accepted, but like they're starting to accept, you know, uh, men helping around in the house. Maybe he's a little jealous. Not helping. Fucking pulling weight. Anyway, <laughs> the point is that this kid is, is grown up in a society where it's encouraged to, the, to teach everyone to look after themselves, whoever, whatever gender they are, blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. And so that's that's the underlying conflict here. Hmm. I just thought that was perfect. It, it's it's very good. And it was worth the interruption. Okay. Uh, but you may continue. The other underlying conflict is whether or not you should review this podcast. Yes. And, but really the yes. conflict is that you should. Because if you do leave us a iTunes, SoundCloud, podcasting platform-based review, uh, or Twitter-based, um, then we will stick your name in a hero generator you could have your own keyblade if you, you want sort of, if you want you know you could you could have your own jojo stand i mean heck if you wanted to uh, if you want to specify which name generator you want from the past i'd probably be open to that at this point i would totally be open to that actually yeah that'd be quite head is up 
You got a favorite generator that you want to be a part of? Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll cook you up. We'll we'll put you in the pot with some of those uh, old-fashioned ingredients, and we'll he's, cook he's you going up as a Stop him. So yes, we've got that. Um, our Twitter, just in case you don't know, is BBR underscore podcast. Um, on a Monday, our, um, is when the episode comes out. Then the Wednesday after that is where we do our recommendations. So you'll see all these delightful pages and pictures in person. Um, in, in person. Mm. Um, and then the following week after that, um, Jade will post up an illustration of our hero with their nice little pink electronic journal. <laughs> Keep out. Stay out of this. It's a magical book. What is this burn book? Uh, Jade, what would you want to learn if you had a magical book uh, with all all knowledge in it? What do you uh, want to read up on? How to stop time so I can get all my work done. Oh, th- nothing too big then. Josh, what do you want to read up on? Probably sewing. Just sewing? Yeah, just generally so I can attach it to my fishing rod. I would like to read up on how to end a podcast episode. You've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. That's not I am Dean Doily wiping, Doily replacing McKnight. I don't know what Doily is. Okay. I'm Jade. I haven't thought of anything sarsen. Oh, shoes on the other foot this time. And I am Josh the wipe on, wipe off Randall. Nice. Bye.